0: I hope all the mothers out there had a fantastic Mother's Day, including mine, of course. Mother's Day, a fantastic day to give back to the person that put you here, brought you here, welcomed you to their home, to the country, to our society, to life as we know it. So happy Mother's Day. Awesome day. I had a great day with my mom on Saturday, so the day before Mother's Day, and then Chilled with other people that deserve a great Mother's Day as well. You know, it's just a fantastic weekend all the way around. What I like about Mother's Day in the month of May is you celebrate your mom and then it goes into Memorial Day when we celebrate the people that helped fight for our country and that we should be doing Memorial Day for pretty much all the time, not just on Memorial Day. Same thing with Mother's Day, right? Just people that always should be appreciated and showed love. Today is Wednesday, May seventeenth, so three days after Mother's Day. But like I just said, we should always treat Mama like it's her day. I'm your host, Brandon Lachance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website www.rss.com/backslash/podcasts. That does have an S. It is plural. Backslash. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. On all of those amazing sites, the platforms, please like, comment, share, five star, a thousand star, all of that good stuff. Help us go up the rankings. Let us know that you're listening and help spread the word of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, you want to be a guest, you know somebody that would be a good guest, you would like to be a sponsor of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Always, much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the intro and outro beat of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. State Bank has 19 locations in Northern and Central Illinois. Great bank, great people can handle all of your banking needs. I mean, absolutely everything. So as usual, per usual, I'm always thinking edge of your seat podcast, always trying to think of ways to get it better, ways to do this, do that. The mission for probably the last five, six months is let's catch up. Let's catch up. Let's catch up. So many interviews in the vault. The chats, they're ready to go. Some are getting fairly old. So I tried to put multiples together and put shows out that were kind of like super shows where they would have four or five different people and try to catch up that way. Well, that did not work. Actually, I think it slowed me down. Editing takes time. Wanting to get things into shows, stuff in the intro, win-lose stat, trying to get everything high school sports stats accomplishments in these shows. And that's why I started this in October of 2019 and all that's going to remain. So we changed some stuff in the schedule, my schedule, to get shows out more often. And we're going to drop the so many different people, put them together in a podcast because it takes too long. And the shows have gotten longer. If you haven't noticed, they've been an hour 20 to an hour 45. The last, I don't know, 10 to 15 shows and to do one of those shows from step one to step it's finished, it takes roughly eight to nine hours. That's quite a long time when you're doing other things, you have jobs, you have families, you have commitments, you're part of groups and organizations and things like that. Like I am love these shows. They will always be here. Edge of your seat podcast is never going anywhere. However, want to make it awesome every single time. Awesome process. Awesome just the thought of Edge of Your Seat podcast, whether it's putting it together, editing, listening, all of that. That's the only word that I want, that you should want, that anybody should want associated with a podcast like Edge of Your Seat podcast, showing a spotlight, a light on everything going on in Illinois and especially sports, the coaches, the players. The programs, the schools, everything associated with them. Awesome, is all that should be brought up, thought of, originated. I could continue with these words, but we all know what I'm trying to say. So we're going to try to get them out more often. I've been saying this for a while, and me changing this, changing that, changing this has not worked. So we're going to do one or two interviews. If it is you know, a player, two players and a coach all on the same team, all talking about the same situations, but in a different light, because we like perspective, then of course, they will be on the same show. If it is a basketball player from Mendota, a baseball player from Salle, Peru, a volleyball player from DeKalb, so on and so on, we're going to separate them once again. And we're going to keep up on win-lose stat, sometimes trying to put three weeks, four weeks Last episode, I did a month and the beginning of the postseason all in one win lose stat. That's a lot. I shouldn't be doing that. And nobody wants that much sensory overload or that much stat overload. I mean, if you watch an hour of ESPN Sports Center, you're not continuously watching two, three, or four while you're steady paying attention. Maybe if it's on in the background, you know, it's noise, you know, whatever. But you're not all eyes on deck or all hands on deck or eyes and hands for a four-hour ESPN Sports Center, just like you're not for a hour win-lose stat. So mind you, I know this, I realize this, and we are changing. We're always trying to make Edge of podcast the best podcast experience that you can get, talking about sports and things that we love in Illinois. And that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna keep it moving in the best light we can. That's what we do. This is episode 264. We have Amboy Jr. Ellie Jones and Amboy Lamoille Girls Track Coach Mike Robinson. Both are already friends of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, but we love the word awesome. When you're awesome, you come back as many times as you would like. Ellie Jones doing some big things. Her junior year qualified for state in four events each, her freshman year and her sophomore year. Tried to do it again this year. April 27th, has an injury. Hurt her foot. She's in a boot. Didn't know if she would be able to compete again. She talks about it all. Obviously, she does compete again because she qualified for the IHSA Girls State Meet, which kicks off Thursday, tomorrow, May 18th. But she left today to go on the bus, on the van, or in the van, However, she got down there to go to Eastern Illinois University in Charleston for the best, the biggest, the last meet of the season. Saw a video of the state walkthrough at Amboy High School. The band was there. Everybody was there cheering her on. And you know Edge of Your Seat Podcast is cheering from afar. Wish we could be there. But as we're talking before, lots of things going on including way more podcasts. Okay, okay, we already talked about this. But anyway, Ellie in a great spot, trying to meddle once again. Then, of course, we are joined by Mike Robinson, who talks about his junior track star, the season, everything that's happened in Amboy from the track and field view. Win-lose stat, get the breakdown of girls' soccer. We had left off after regional semifinals, Regionals are taking place. Sectional semifinals are taking place. Also going to dive into baseball and softball as regional quarterfinals have happened. Some semifinals have happened setting up for regional championship games on Saturday for both baseball and softball. And then we'll end the show with some mix and match, some different national topics that I want to talk about. Some a little older because I haven't dove into it as we've been Breaking down the fast and furious spring high school season. Man, we had some cancellation days because of weather. And then bam, 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 bam. Got hit like Mike Tyson on a speed bag. But here we are at the postseason, ready to go see some of our fantastic athletes, teams, get some medals, win some state titles. You know, all that good stuff. That's what we're here for. And you know how it goes at Edge of Your Seat Podcast. We always have a lot to talk about. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit score to apply, There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online also. Check out FSB Premier's account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. We will start. Win-lose stat with girls soccer, like I said, regional quarters and semis, well, some of the semis, not all, for 1A were discussed in episode 263. 2A and 3A had not begun yet, so we will dive into those brackets as well. We will start Class 1A, the Hinkley Big Rock sectional subsection A, the Indian Creek Regional, the championship game featured Indian Creek, the home team. And Oregon, Indian Creek wins 2-1 after Emma Turner and Emma Wilson, the Emma sisters, who are not related, obviously. They got different last names. Each score a goal. Then we head to the sectional semifinal, which was today. Indian Creek beat Stillman Valley 1-0 via penalty kicks. 0-0 at the end of regulation. We go to penalty kicks. Emma Turner, Emma Wilson, and Paige Fetlich all make goals to defeat Stillman Valley and get the W heading on to the sectional championship. Molly Fetlich was in the goal for Indian Creek and blocked three out of the four penalty kicks shot by Stillman Valley. So Molly Fetlich, Paige Fetlich, Emma Turner, Emma Wilson, all doing their thing just the same as everybody else on their team to advance to the sectional championship. Whew. Indian Creek has been tearing it up and they have not stopped. You can't stop now. You got to keep going and going in the postseason. At the Hinckley Big Rock subsection B, there's the Byron Regional Champion, the Mendota Region Champion, and they meet in the sectional semifinal. Byron won its regional 6-0 over Rockford Christian. Mendota was also in their Regional as Byron and Mendota having home teams. Mendota battled Alleman, but fell 2-0 as Alleman, the Mendota regional champ. The sectional semifinal was today, Wednesday, May 17th. Byron fell 4-1 to Alleman. So Alleman going to the sectional championship. But Byron and Mendota, great seasons, fought till the end, the very, very end. Indian Creek now has the chance to knock off Ollaman 6:30 Friday in the Hinkley Big Rock Sectional Championship. Indian Creek, our last 1A team, and if anybody can do it, can keep going through the playoffs, it's Indian Creek. On Tuesday and Wednesday, the Class 2A Regional Semifinals kicked off in the Dunlap Sectional Subsection A. In a regional semifinal, Ottawa, the 7 seed, lost to number 2 Metamora 3-0. In another regional semifinal, number 4 Streeter defeated number 5 Morris 2-0. Streeter will meet Metamora in the Streeter regional title game 4:30 Friday in the Dunlap Subsection B regional semifinal. Number 6 LaSalle Peru Took it to the chin from number three, Washington, as LP fell 9-0. to In another semifinal, number two, Geneseo beat number eight, Limestone, 9-0. Geneseo will play number three, Peoria Richwoods, at their regional title game, 5 p.m. on Friday. At the 2A Nazareth Academy sectional, subsection A, regional quarterfinal, Plano was blanked, 8-0, by number 17 IMSA regional semifinal number 4 Caneland 10 number 13 Chicago Back of the Yards a school I would love to go to just because of the name 0 so Caneland wins the semifinal 10 to 0 Caneland will meet number 5 St. Francis at the St. Francis regional final 6 p.m. Friday The 2A Burlington Central Catholic subsection A in a regional semifinal. Number four, Dixon, six. Number six, Belvedere, zero. Dixon will take the pitch at the Boylan Catholic Regional against Boylan Catholic, the top seed, at 11 a.m. on Saturday. 2A Burlington Central Catholic subsection B in a regional semifinal. Number four, Sycamore was upset by number seven, Prairie Ridge, which is in Crystal Lake, one to zero. In another semifinal, number seven, Sterling, was beat eight to zero by number two, Freeport. In another semifinal, number five, Rochelle, was defeated nine to zero by number three, Belvedere North. In the 3A, Harlem Subsection B, regional semifinal, number 11, DeKalb, upset. Number 6, Hananiga, 2 to 1. Decal moves on to play number 3, Huntley, in the Huntley Regional title, 5 p.m. on Friday. In the 3A, Aurora East, subsection A, in a regional quarterfinal, number 16, Yorkville advanced against number 17, Romeoville, 3 1. However, when they got to the semifinal, number 16, Yorkville, was blanked 8 0 by Matea Valley. So we still have DeKalb alive in 3A, Dixon alive in 2A, Caneland alive in 2A, Geneseo still playing in 2A, Streeter is still alive in 2A, and then Indian Creek in 1A. So let's keep our fingers crossed and see them win some sectional and regional championships. Before we jump into baseball and softball, let's take this time to welcome our newest sponsor, Sports Boss Golf. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head? Putter need to be replaced? Want to play a simulator during rain, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Strixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Yeah, that's a lot of names. And yeah, that's the partnerships that Sports Boss Golf has. All the top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 or email him at sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs and any other of your golf needs. Let's get to the baseball field, the Class 1A Harvest Christian Academy, which is in Elgin. The sectional, subsection A. Regional quarterfinal, number 10, Indian Creek, 14. Number 11, Leland, 0. In five innings, Indian Creek scored three in the second and 11 in the third. In another quarterfinal, number 6, Hinckley Big Rock, blanked number 12, Earlville, 10-0. In semifinals, Indian Creek fell to number 2, Aurora Christian, 11 one the other semifinal will be played 430 p.m on Thursday as Hinckley Big Rock plays number four Putnam County in the Harvest Christian Academy Subsection B the Marquette regional in a quarterfinal number seven Serena 5 number eight Salmanok two in another quarterfinal number five Yorkville Christian defeated number nine Newark 1 to0 in the semifinals Marquette Knocked out Serena 9 0. The other semifinal will be played 4 30 tomorrow, Thursday, between number five, Yorkville Christian, and number three, St. Bede. The winner of Yorkville Christian and St. Bede will meet top seeded Marquette 1 p.m. Saturday for the Marquette Regional Final. In the 1A Pearl City Sectional, subsection A quarterfinal, number 10 Polo knocked off Hiawatha two to one. In the semifinal, Polo lost to number one Fulton for one. In the Pearl City subsection B, the Newman regional. In the semifinal, number three Newman and number six Amboy will play at 430 on Thursday. In the other regional semifinal, number two AFC was upset by number seven Morrison 13-9. The Newman Regional title game will be at 10 a.m. on Saturday. The Class 1A Bloomington sectional subsection A in a quarterfinal, number six Roanoke Benson beat number seven Woodland 4-1. In a semifinal, Annawan Weathersfield, the top seed, knocked off number seven Princeville 10-0. The Williamsfield regional title will be at 11 a.m. Saturday between Annawan Weathersfield and the winner. Between number four Williamsfield and number five Altwood. Roanoke Benson fell in the semifinal 8 2 to number two Hayworth. In the number one Bloomington subsection B regional quarterfinal, number eight Midland knocked off number 10 Galva 15 0. In the semifinals, Midland lost to number two Peoria Christian 10 0. The other semifinal as number three, Henry Sananchuan, will take on number six, Stark County, in the Stark County Regional. The 2A Stillman Valley sectional subsection A, the Oregon Regional quarterfinals. Number seven, Oregon, defeated number eight, Mendota, four, three. In the other quarterfinal, number five, Rock Falls, gave it to number 11, West Carroll, 15-0. In the semifinals, Number seven, Oregon fell to number one, Rockford Christian, 12-2. The other semifinal between number five, Rock Falls, and number four, Stillman Valley, will be at four thirty on Thursday. The Oregon regional title, which will be Rockford Christian against Rock Falls or Stillman Valley, will be at 10 a.m. on Saturday. In the Stillman Valley subsection B, the Wheaton Academy Regional, quarterfinal number nine, Genoa Kingston, Knocked off number 10, St. Edward, which is an Elgin, 7-6. In the semifinals, Genoa Kingston season was ended by number one Wheaton Academy 10-0. The other semifinal between number four Sandwich and number six Lyle will be played at 4:30 Thursday. In the Pecatonica Regional, semifinal number two, Byron, knocked off. Rockford Lutheran 9-1. The regional title game will be 11 a.m. on Saturday as Byron will take on the winner of North Boone and Winnebago semifinal. The 2A Joliet Catholic Academy subsection B. The Cole City Regional in a quarterfinal, number six Seneca knocked off number seven Hersher 7-2. In the semifinal, Seneca lost to top top-seeded Joliet Catholic Academy 3-0. In the 2 a Knoxville sectional, subsection A, Princeton Regional. Quarterfinal, number eight, Kiwani beat number 11, Prophetstown 3-2. And a semifinal, Kiwani lost to number 2, Sherrard, 13-3. The other semifinal, Princeton number 4, and Burrow Valley number 5 will meet at 4:30 Thursday. The winner of Princeton and Burrow Valley will meet Sherrard at 1 p.m. Saturday in the Princeton Regional Title Game. 2A Knoxville Sectional, Subsection B in the Oregon Regional Semifinal. Number 3, Hall, demolished number 10, Rock Ridge, 12-2. Hall will take on number 7, Riverdale, at 11 a.m. on Saturday in the Oregon Regional Final. In the Eureka Regional, which is in the 2A Decatur Sectional, Subsection A. The quarterfinal, number 10, Fieldcrest, lost to number 8, Deer Creek Mackinac, 3-1. In a semifinal, number six El Paso Gridley will take on number three Pontiac 430 Thursday. Moving on to Class 3A, the Caneland Sectional Subsection A. The Rochelle Regional in a quarterfinal, number six Rochelle versus Sterling will be at 4:30 Monday, May 22nd. Regional between number 5 Dixon and number 3 Burlington Central Catholic will be at 4 p.m. Thursday, May 25th. In the Caneland subsection B, the Boylan Regional in a semifinal, number one Sycamore will take on number nine Belvedere, 4:30 p.m. Wednesday, May 24th. In the St. Francis Regional quarterfinal, number eight Plano versus number nine Fenton will be at 4:30 May 22nd. That's a Monday. In a semifinal, number three Caneland will take on Aurora Marmion Academy, 4:30 p.m. Thursday, May 25th. The 3A Metamora sectional subsection A semifinals will be Wednesday, May 24th. At 4:30 p.m., we'll see Geneseo, the 2 seed, against number 5 Galesburg. At 7 p.m., number 3 Streeter will take on number 6 Dunlap. In the Metamora subsection B, the Morris Regional quarterfinal between number 8 LaSalle-Peru and number 9 Kankakee will be played 4:30 p.m. Monday, May 22nd while the semifinals will be played Wednesday, May 24th as number one, Morris will take on the winner of LP and Kankakee. And then at 430 on Thursday, May 25th, number five, Ottawa will take on number four, Rock Island Four a, the Romeoville sectional subsection a, the Bolinbrook regional semifinal number nine, Yorkville will play number eight Hinsdale central 430 PM Thursday, May 25th. Also, 4-30, Four thirty, 30 Thursday, May 25th. Number five, DeKalb, will take on number three, Hampshire, in a Hampshire regional semifinal, which is part of the 4A Dundee Crown sectional, subsection A. Tons of baseball to be played. We're just getting started. Way more to go as we see our teams win some regional plaques and some sectionals and just keep plugging away. I keep saying that, but that's part of the awesomeness of the postseason, See how far you can get. Keep going, rack up some hardware. It's beautiful, just a beautiful thing. Win, lose stat is brought to you by Mendota Ford. Mendota Ford is a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager, Ski Hartman and his associate, Jason Hintz, pride themselves in being here for you. They don't wanna sell you one vehicle They want to form a bond a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars trucks and suvs for your friends and family ski has lived in princeton since he was five and he has been with mendota ford for the last three years he has plenty of experience helping you with all of your vehicle needs as he has been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management jason hintz has been with mendota ford for eight years Giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway Two Fifty One. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call eight one five. 539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Staying on the field, but we're switching to softball. Beginning with the Class 1A Foreston Sectional Subsection A. At the Foreston Regional, yes, Forreston has a regional and a sectional. They're just going to host the entire softball postseason. No, they're not doing that, but they do have a regional and a sectional. In the regional quarterfinal, number nine AFC, Ashton Franklin Center beat number 11 Hiawatha 14 13. 27 runs scored, a one point game or a one run game. That's awesome. I'm sure it was fun to watch. Semifinals, number nine AFC took a 16 1 loss to number two Forreston. In the other semifinal, number five Polo also lost, this time number three Durand. Ten to seven in the Class One A Saint Bede sectional subsection A Anawan Weathersfield Regional quarterfinal number ten Midland thirteen number nine Low Point Washburn one in the semifinals Saint Bede the top seed fifteen number ten Midland zero in the other one number four Anawan Weathersfield nine number seven Stark County zero. This sets up a championship between the Lady Bruins and the Lady Titans at 11 a.m. Saturday. So St. Bede in one Weathersfield, 11 a.m. Saturday, and I will be there. I'm going to be on the radio WLPO broadcasting the game. I'm the play-by-play guy, and Mike Brown, St. Bede legend, is going to be my color guy. We're going to have a great game, a great broadcast Please tune in. Let's cheer on the Lady Bruins. In the 1A St. Bede subsection B, the Newman Regional quarterfinal, number six Henry Snatchwan knocked off number eight Amboy, eight to seven. In the semifinals, Henry Snatchwan had its season ended by number two Morton, 8-2. The other semifinal between number three Newman and number five Putnam County will be played at 4:30 tomorrow, Thursday. The Class 1A Walter Christian Sectional, subsection A, Grant Park Regional. In the semifinal, number one Marquette downed number seven Donovan 12 0. The championship game will be at 11 a.m. Saturday as Marquette will meet number four Illinois Lutheran. In the Serena Regional semifinals, number two Serena knocked off number nine Aurora Christian 15 0. In the other semifinal, number 8 Earlville lost 5-0 to number 3 Walter Christian. The championship game will see Serena and Walter Christian, the number 2 and the number 3, 4:30 on Friday. In the Class 1A Walter Christian subsection B, the Newark Regional quarterfinal saw number 6 Yorkville Christian beat number 7 Chicago Horizon in another 15-0 game. That's the third one in the last 6 games that we've talked about here that has been 15 to 0. Those are one-sided. Very one-sided. Semifinals, number 1 Newark beat number 6 Yorkville Christian 11 to 1. In the other semifinal, Indian Creek, the four spot knocked off number 5 Chicago Hope 7 to 0. The championship game, we'll see number 1 Newark versus number 4 Indian Creek 4:30 p.m. Friday in the Dwight Regional. Semifinal number three, Woodland beat number six, Gardner South Wilmington, 16 to zero. That's only one more, 15 16 to zero. These games are offensively loaded for one side and offensively challenging for the other. You see that a lot in quarterfinals and semifinals. The championships and sectionals that you start seeing it get a little okay, a lot closer. Championship game, Woodland. Will take on number two Dwight at 11 a.m. Saturday. Class two A Pontiac sectional subsection B Coal City Regional in a semifinal. Number three Seneca beat number five Piattone four to one. This puts Seneca in the Coal City Regional championship game against number two Coal City at 4:30 p.m. on Friday. Stillman Valley sectional subsection A Richmond Burton Regional. In the semifinal, number five Samanak, lost to Regina Dominican three to two. Regina Dominican being the number four seed. In the Rock Falls regional quarterfinal, number eight Byron beat number nine West Carroll seven to four. In another lopsided game, semifinal number two Rock Falls beat number eight Byron seventeen to two. Stillman Valley, the five spot, lost to North Boone. 3 to 0 in the other semifinal. The championship game will be number 2 Rock Falls against number 3 North Boone 4:30 p.m. on Friday in Stillman Valley Subsection B, the Oregon Regional in a quarterfinal. Number 7 Genoa Kingston 8, number 10 Rockford Lutheran 1 in the semifinals. Number 7 Genoa Kingston lost 9-0 to the top-seeded Marengo in the other semifinal. Number six, Oregon beat number four, Winnebago, 9-7. Oregon will meet Marengo at 10 a.m. Saturday in the Oregon Regional Championship game. In the Johnsburg Regional in the semifinal, number two, Sandwich had six and Aurora Rosary had zero. This put Sandwich in the championship game against the home squad, number six, Johnsburg at 2 p.m. Saturday. Let's get a title sandwich. In the 2A Rock Ridge sectional, subsection A, Princeton Regional, two quarterfinals. Number seven, Princeton beat number eight, Mendota, 10-3. In the other quarterfinal, number six, Burrow Valley beat number 11, Hall, 18-3. Semifinals, Princeton was roughed up 13-0 by the top-seeded number one, Rock Ridge. In number four, Kewanee, edged number six, Burrow Valley, 4-3. to this sets up a championship game. Number four Kiwani against number one Rock Ridge, 4:30 on Friday. 2A Rock Ridge sectional subsection B. Fieldcrest Regional number eight El Paso Gridley beat number ten Eureka, 10 to seven in a quarterfinal. In the other quarterfinal, number eleven Fieldcrest beat number seven Deer Creek Mackinac, four to one. In the semifinals, both EPG and Fieldcrest had their season ended. EPG fell to top-seeded Tremont ten zero, while Fieldcrest fell to number four Knoxville ten to six. To three A, we go. These games will start next week. Three A and four A starting next week. The Lamont sectional subsection A at the Ottawa Regional. We will see top-seeded Ottawa versus number eight IMSA at the first semifinal four thirty Tuesday, May twenty third. At 6 p.m. on Tuesday, May 23rd, will be number three Morris against number seven Plano. At the 3A Metamora sectional, subsection A, the Rock Island Regional, two semifinals. LP, the number two seed against number seven Galesburg, will be at 4 p.m. Tuesday, May 23rd. The other will be played 4 p.m. Wednesday, May 24th, between number three Geneseo and number five Rock Island. At subsection B in Metamora, Metamora also has a regional in the semifinal. Number six Streeter will take on number four Dunlap at 6 p.m. Tuesday, May 23rd. 4:30 on Tuesday, May 23rd, we'll see top-seeded Sterling against number eight Rockford Boylan in a Belvedere regional semifinal, part of the 3A Belvedere North sectional subsection A in the Belvedere North subsection B. Burlington Central Catholic Regional semifinal number 4 Kalen against number 7 Burlington Central Catholic 4:30 p.m. Wednesday May 24th The 3A Regional two semifinals first happening 4:30 p.m. Tuesday May 23rd number 2 Sycamore against number 7 Dixon in the other semifinal happening at 4:30 p.m. Wednesday May 24th number 6 Rochelle against number 3 Report. The championship game will be 4.30 p.m. on Friday. At the 4A Oswego sectional subsection A, the Yorkville regional semifinal between number one Yorkville and the winner of number 16 Batavia and number 17 Aurora East. That will be 4.30 p.m. Tuesday, May 23rd. DeKalb will play in a regional semifinal of their own regional, the DeKalb Regional, which is part of the 4A Hananiga sectional subsection B. DeKalb will take on number three, Rockford, Auburn, 430 PM Wednesday, May 24th. As the postseason goes on, I will be at more and more games covering it with the radio. And of course watching, because who doesn't love high school baseball postseason? (laughs) I know I do. And if you're listening to the show, I know you do too believe it or not sunny beautiful weather is here sort of as it was cold yesterday but nice today hopefully we just keep these nice days rolling because we want our lawn to look good so we need sun rays to feel good and then we need to take care of our lawn to make sure it looks good who do we call for that Artiaga tree service and landscaping why because the they are the definition of lawn beautification. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Artiaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Artiaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard, or even when I'm watching somebody else do it, I kind of get a little hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. It's time to do a little mixing and matching. Got some topics I want to discuss. We'll mix match sports players here, there, go, and we'll talk and get my opinion of stuff. Don't forget, there's an email, Podcast at gmail.com, and the socials, Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat to discuss any of this stuff that you would like with me and the rest of our listeners. Why not? Let's get some discussions going on here. Just watched the Golden State Warriors get knocked out of the NBA playoffs by the Los Angeles Lakers, and I was looking up stats and stuff and seeing Klay Thompson joined the 300-made three-pointer list this season. There's only three dudes that have done it, and it's happened six times. Klay Thompson this year, Steph Curry did it four times, and James Harden won. I only think there's three people just because of the eras. Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, other guys. Coulda, woulda, shoulda been on this list if they didn't play in a big man dominated era. That's not the case now. And everybody's chucking up threes kind of started by Clay and Steph. But there should be way more guys on this 300 made threes in a season list. Reggie Miller definitely would have been on there. No doubt in my mind. Jonathan Taze, Giving you a salute, taking off my hat, all that stuff. And salute to you, amazing Chicago Blackhawk. Hung it up after this season. He had his final skate through. I almost shed a tear as I was watching it. Almost, but not quite. Just a great player. Helped the Chicago Blackhawks become kind of a dynasty in the beginning and mid-2010s as the Chicago Blackhawks won championships in 2010, 13, and 15, And he had a huge part to do with it. It was him and Patrick Kane and obviously a list of other guys. I mean, it's a team sport, but those are the two names that stick out for most Chicago fans. Jonathan Taze will be missed. Started watching the masked superstar. Nick Cannon is the voice guy. I like to call him the uh, B-level Ryan Seacrest. Not that Nick Cannon isn't talented and he does his thing, but let's face it. He's a B-level Ryan Seacrest. The dude has 12 kids. They're continuously making jokes about Nick Cannon and having kids all the time. Every member of the panel, some of the singers after they have their masks taken off, are just ribbing, making fun of, poking the bear when it comes to Nick Cannon. It's really hilarious. I think that's my favorite part of the show is to see who's going to say something and what they're going to say. I also heard Nick Cannon on Howard Stern, the clip was played on Twitter, that he said if he had a 13th baby, he would like Taylor Swift to be the mama. That would be very interesting. NBA playoffs, already sort of kind of mentioned them. We got the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat played game one tonight, and the Denver Nuggets and Los Angeles Lakers played game one of the Western Conference Finals yesterday. I did. Watch most of both of them. A lot of both of them, to tell you the truth. And I'm not surprised what's happening. The Nuggets, I think, are going to win the championship. I said that before the playoffs even started. This is their year. They're clicking. Jamal Murray is healthy. The reason the Nuggets have fallen short the last two years is Murray, who is a key to them being awesome, obviously not to Jokic's standards, the Joker, Nikolai Jokic, two-time MVP before Joel Embiid got it this year, which I thought it was going to be Giannis, but it ended up being Embiid. And Giannis and the Bucks. what? What is going on? How do you get knocked out by the Heat? But the Heat beat the Celtics in Game 1 of the East tonight. Just doesn't make sense sometimes, doesn't. It? Actually, it does because there's so many great players and anybody can heat up and take over a game when it comes to the NBA playoffs. And man, we're watching it happen. But I do think it's going to be the Nuggets and Celtics. I think the Heat get this game. The Celtics get their things together. Understand that they have the talent. Their defense is crazy good. Find a way to shut down Jimmy Butler. I know I don't want to see that really. Because I don't mind if the Heat would win. But I just don't think they will. Jimmy Butler has been balling out this postseason. Balling out to say the least. If they stop him though, the Heat don't have a chance. So, that should be on the top spot of the bulletin board or the draw board or the whiteboard or whatever you want to call it, the priority list for the Celtics. If it wasn't already, they all should be fired. All of them. I mean, we're seeing coaches fired left and right. Bucks just got rid of Mike. Is it Buckenholtz? I know what he looks like. I know who he is. I'm trying to say his name right. We'll just say the Bucks' former coach. The 76ers get rid of Doc Rivers. I think he is the most overrated coach of all time. He's won one championship, Boston Celtics 2008, with three Hall of Famers, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Plus, they had an amazing John Rondo and just really good role players all over the court. And then he has not done anything since. The amount of talent and great athletes that they've had with the Philadelphia 76ers that he had with the Los Angeles Clippers. And what has he done? Nothing. I think he's really overrated. Really, really overrated. I mean, he was a good player, and he brings a name to whatever team he goes to. But in terms of coaching and bringing wins and winning championships, he's not the guy. He's not. This one's a little old, but I haven't discussed it. Lamar Jackson, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, And this giant hoopla that we've been going through since last season. Holding out. Wants a contract. He's his own representation. He's going to put his money on himself and get his money. And he did. He got a monster, monster contract. Highest paid player, NFL history. But he's not even a top five quarterback in the league now. These are the guys that I would put ahead of him. Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow. Jalen Hurts. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. Some of it is because he's always hurt. It's because of the way he plays the game. He runs around and gets hit really hard. I don't think he's very accurate. He's got a cannon on his arm. There's no doubt about that. I don't think he's very accurate. And I think his decision-making skills are subpar, to say the least. So I have him outside of the top five, and he's getting number one money. Not just number one quarterback, number one player of all time money. I don't think so. I think NFL... Teams, management, the payroll people are in a predicament when it comes to this kind of stuff because these players are rising the price tags every single year and you're paying a gazillion dollars for a player that's not worth a gazillion dollars. And a non sports fan will tell you none of them are worth anything that they're actually making. Well, they're worth some, but not to the level that they're making. And this dude. Not even a top five quarterback. I'm just saying. John Morant, you're an idiot. Post another video with him and a gun. This time in his homie's car, looking right at the camera. Oh, man. Just just had it with idiots. Use your brain, man. How much money you've chucked away. You might have chucked your career away, to be honest with you. Maybe not, because you know we are a society of second, third, and fourth chances, which is awesome. I think everybody deserves... Another chance, and you know, life isn't over just because you made a bad decision or you know, made a bad move. But come on, man, you have got the American dream. The percentage of people that are making the amount of money that you are to play a game that you love, that you're talented at, you know, how many people would take that chance and not goof it up and not put a negative spotlight on them, and you were just throwing all that away like it doesn't even matter. Like, ha. You wish you had this, but I don't even want it. I'm just going to do this. Stupid. So stupid. NHL is also in its final four of the Stanley Cup playoffs. In the East, we got the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. Game 1 of the East starts on Thursday. Game 1 of the West Conference Finals is on Friday between the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights. I think the VGK Vegas Golden Knights are the best team in hockey and they're going to win this. I don't even think it's going to be close. Sorry, guys. Golden Knights all the way, all the way. Well, that's a wrap on this intro. Powerful, powerful stuff we do here at Edge of Podcast. Now it's time to hear from Amboy Jr., Ellie Jones, going to track for her third straight season, competing in two events, and Mike Robinson, the Amboy-Lemoyle girls track coach. Two friends of Edge of Your sea Podcast. Awesome chats. Awesome people. Time for you to listen to them. You're going to hear an ad from one of our sponsors, Surf Internet, before their awesomeness. But then their awesomeness is going to take us to the next show. And until then, peace. Surf Internet's fast fiber internet is more reliable and 25 times faster than cable. Unlike other local providers, we're proud to provide transparent, All in pricing that includes equipment fees and taxes. With speed packages starting at $35 a month, you'll get a free modem, free expert installation, and free whole home Wi-Fi on most plans. Plus, no contracts and no data caps at a price that's locked in for life. Go to surfinternet.com to learn more or call 844-955-SURF for details. That's 844-955-SURF. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. People go nuts. The athletes are all pumped up. It's just a great environment. And our guest today, Ellie Jones, is going for her third time in three years as she's a junior at Amboy. Ellie Jones, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing really well, but obviously not as well as you since you just qualified for your third straight state appearance yesterday.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, that's awesome.
0: I mean, you got to be proud of yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's crazy.
0: And not only is it crazy that you made it three times in a row, but this year, what was it? I think it was April 27th. You're at a meet doing hurdles. You kick a hurdle. And then you have a boot on your foot. You miraculously, yeah. miraculously, I'm going to say it again, miraculously <laughs> can compete at sectionals, which was in at Erie. And now you're back to state.
1: I was so scared when that happened. I'm just really happy that I got to compete at sectionals, honestly. Me and my coach, we were talking and we were a little bit nervous, but taping my ankle definitely saved my life there. So
0: So you taped the ankle for sectionals?
1: Yeah, my ankle was taped, and we taped it really tight so that I couldn't feel it.
0: Awesome. I know you wanted to qualify in four events, but this year, only two events. You made it in the triple jump and the 100 hurdles?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Gotcha. And then the other two events that you've competed in the last three years are the long jump and the 300 hurdles? Yep.
1: Perfect.
0: Perfect. Perfect. I would love to say that I got a great memory, but I did just talk to Coach Mike Robinson earlier today.
1: Oh, really? Of course. You know I got to get both
0: sides of the situation here.
1: Right, right. You're not
0: dealing with an amateur, Ellie. (laughs) My bad, my bad. (laughs) No problem, no problem. So this is your ninth and 10th state qualifying events. Just talk about, you know, that process i mean 10 times already and you're only a junior and what does that mean to you
1: yeah well it's definitely like crazy i started in fifth grade and i never thought like this would happen especially being a junior and i still have my senior year which i'm really excited for little fifth grade me definitely did not expect this so
0: and we just said 10 state qualifyings how many medals have you won
1: i've won five in high school
0: So you're 50%, right? Actually, actually, you haven't done 9 and 10 yet, so 5 out of 8 is where we're at. Right. That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I didn't even think about it that way.
0: And I'm sorry that I added the other two. You haven't even competed yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully I'm
0: adding two more medals this year. Perfect. I hope you are, too. You know I'm cheering for you. Thank you. What was it about the sectional meet? I mean, you got the tape, it's, you can't feel anything or make sure you can't feel any of the pain from, you know, an injured ankle. What was it about those two events, the triple jump and 100 meters that, the 100 hurdles that you were able to push yourself enough to get back to state?
1: Yeah, I've definitely been the most experienced in triple and the 100 hurdles. Like, I've been doing 100 hurdles since I can remember, so those two I was definitely more confident about. I think that's just really, like, what pushed me to get there in those events just because, like, I know about as much as I can about those events, and that's truly what I love doing, so.
0: So mix the experience in with the confidence that you feel good about those events, and that's what got you through.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: How was the competition at Erie?
1: Um, it was really good. Um, The two girls for... Triple jump, Anna Lopez, and the Sherard girl, um, they were really competitive. It was fun to watch. They actually jumped PRs, both of them. So that was really fun to watch. They'll be definitely top two at state, I hope. They're really good athletes. And for the 100 hurdles, um, I had decent competition. I feel so bad. I assume you saw the Fulton girl. She felt like right before the finish line.
0: I did hear yeah. about this, yes.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't really know what happened because I was just trying to get across the finish line myself. It was awful. I just turned around and I see her on the ground. I felt so bad.
0: Unfortunately, that can happen to anybody.
1: That's true. It happened to me two weeks ago. So.
0: And you never know when it's your time. I mean, obviously, you right. don't ever want that to happen and you try to clear every hurdle. But man, when it does happen, it hurts.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: I'm talking like I know from experience. I do not, <laughs> but I'm sure you do.
1: Yeah, trust me, you don't want to find out.
0: <laughs> You're like, Brandon, I just did it two weeks ago. No, <laughs> you do not want to know. Yeah. So even though you had your ankle tape pretty tight, you didn't feel any pain whatsoever? You didn't feel anything?
1: Um, well, I definitely felt, like, numbness and, like, just, like, weird feelings in my foot, but it was bearable, especially because long jump, triple jump, and the 100 hurdles are all kind of, like, close together, so I definitely... I didn't really feel it at that time, but that gap in between the 100 hurdles and 300, I could feel it
0: then. Because it got time to get stiff. Right. I don't know if you know this, but I have two plates, a rod, and eight screws in my left ankle. Oh
1: my gosh,
0: that sounds awful. So when I'm officiating basketball games or baseball games or you know playing sports myself, because I golf, you know I try to stay as active yeah. as possible. If you take that break. You know, a half hour, hour, in between things, I'm wimping for a little bit. But if you just put them all right. together, I'm like nothing ever happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild.
0: So it's the same for you?
1: I would say so. It's definitely, I, it's feeling better now, probably because I haven't really done anything today. But it should be good by state, so.
0: Good stuff. And I know you're pumped up about state.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, Obviously, I didn't really compete to my full potential at sectionals. So this week I'm just going to try to get back to where I was and even better than
0: where I was before my injury. So this week I'll be working hard. Perfect. What percent do you think you're going to be for state? 100%, 80 90 where do you think you're going to be at?
1: Uh, we'll say 100%. percent got to keep a positive mindset.
0: Where are you at right now?
1: Oh, gosh. Um... I'm pretty close, probably like 80%, I would say.
0: And you got a week, you can do this.
1: Yeah, we'll be
0: fine. Are you doing anything different for your ankle or whatever to get you ready?
1: Just the usual stuff ice, compression. My coach has been begging me to take an ice bath, but I'm really scared to do it, so.
0: That just sounds cold.
1: Uh, yeah, and I hate the cold.
0: So you're like, no, coach, I'm not doing that.
1: Right, I'll put an ice pack on my ankle, but I don't think I could put an ice pack on my whole body.
0: So I'm guessing you've never done a polar plunge.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) Me either, and I'm absolutely not doing it either. No way. (laughs) Me (laughs) (laughs) either. Oh, that's great. That's great. How have you felt about, you know, this season? Obviously, you got hurt two weeks ago. We've kind of harped on that a lot. But, I mean, throughout the whole season, it's been a rainy, wet, hey, we got two days that are 80 degrees, then it goes back to 30. You know, so it's been kind of rough weather-wise. But how do you think you, your body, and just competing have been throughout this season?
1: Honestly, this season, I didn't really meet the expectations that I had in my head coming into the season which is um definitely disappointing but that just means I have to work that much harder this off season so I think that definitely motivated me for my senior season
0: before the start of this season your junior season did you have goals or things that you wanted to accomplish or do coming into it
1: um yeah i definitely had goals i set like the expectation to PR in almost all my events which um hasn't happened yet but <laughs> Maybe at state, I'll
0: meet those goals. That's the goal, right? You got one more me. You got to make it happen. Right. But at the same time, you got to make sure you're healthy as well.
1: Yeah.
0: And you also got one more year of high school track to do this as well.
1: Right. I'm I'm excited for next year. This year, I was kind of like trying to figure everything out, like whether I would like basketball or track more and I definitely think I decided track so this year in off season I'm probably 100% doing more track-based things than like any other sport so that's going to be my main focus.
0: If Amboy girls basketball coach Mike McCracken hears this you may just make him cry.
1: I yeah hopefully he doesn't listen to this because I agree with that statement I'm obviously all in when it comes to basketball season, but I'm still going to be doing track things on the side.
0: At the same time, Michael Robinson just jumped up, did a fist pump, and <laughs> he's got a smile all across his face.
1: Yeah, for sure. I can visualize it right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can I. I was actually visualizing while I was saying it. I could see him doing that.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Ellie Jones, junior at Inboy High School. I am so happy your injury did not keep you out of state or out of the sectional so you could get to state. I almost jumped to sectional. No. Got through the sectional to go to state, which is next week. I mean, sectional was just yesterday. and I'm already like, hey, I'm ready for state to see what you can do there.
1: Me too. I'm so hyped for state.
0: Awesome. I'm going to be paying attention. This whole area is going to be paying attention. We're all gonna be rooting you on to do your best. That's what you do every meet that you're at. We already know you're gonna do that. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seed Podcast and sharing with us. We always appreciate it, Ellie. Yeah,
1: thank you so much, it's so fun.
0: First, we'll talk about uh, sectional. I know you know, she was hurt, she comes back right before the sectional, and then is able to advance in two events that's, that's huge
2: we're always hoping for more and she was, you know, a little disappointed that she didn't get out the but that's like she has in the past. But, you know, with the conditions that, you know, we were dealing with, you know, two weeks before she's, she gets hurt at a meet, you know, she's in the boot for the week leading up to it. So she's out of the boot and able to run. That in itself is quite the miracle itself. The fact that she was able to go out and compete at the level that she did, it was even better so we were happy with that you know she she was definitely disappointed that she didn't get out in the four but you know two is better than nothing you can't rule anything out you know yeah. last night was second in the hurdles and the girl
0: fell about three meters before the lines wow yeah wow that's crazy so her freshman year how many events did she qualify for
2: uh, freshman years qualified in all four, being the COVID year, things were a little bit different. They did not run a normal season like they usually did, so they ran everything on one day, and it was straight timer distance finals. Uh, they didn't come back later in the weekend like they do now. The first two years, she qualified in both the long jump, the triple jump, the 100 hurdles, and the 300 hurdles.
0: And then what about uh, sophomore year? Sophomore year, same thing, all four. Okay. So Um, four events in her freshman and sophomore year, then this being her junior year, she advanced in the triple, and was it the 100 hurdles? The 100 hurdles, yeah. Gotcha. So she didn't make it in the 300 hurdles and the long jump. Right. Okay. Man, she's already racking up the state qualifiers here. Yeah, she's up to 10. Wow. Uh, I'd have to go
2: back and, you know, check with Bob and look at some of the records. But I think, that, as far as I know, that is up there for the most. I think uh, Erica Zimmerline might have been. Up there pretty close. I think she had eight or nine qualifying for state eight or nine events. I know eight for sure in her two seasons that I was with her. Pankhurst was pretty close to that as
0: well. I remember talking to both of them a lot. And then uh, older quartering girl, uh, she was three relays as a
2: sophomore, junior, and senior, so Cass might actually have the most. I, I, like I said, I'd have to go back and check my records and see, Okay. but yeah, I think she's,
0: Ellie's at 10 right now with one more year to go. And she was the only one that qualified from Amboy? Yeah. Gotcha. Talk about, you know, what she means to the program, obviously, you know, every year's a recruiting year, you want younger girls to come in, and you know, it kind of starts with your older ones, or the ones that are, I guess, upperclassmen, you know, doing well, showing them that the program's cool. What does Ellie mean in those terms?
2: The nice thing about having Ellie is she is kind of a natural leader. The girls look to her on what to do when it comes to, like, warm-ups and stuff like that. They kind of mimic her because they see what she's done in both the hurdles and the jumps. So they kind of look to her to you know get a sense of what they can do to make themselves better the nice thing about you know we had several juniors this year and all of them kind of led different ways you know we had L- led with the sprints we had uh lexi ketchum who kind of led with the defense and we had timbers idelman who um, kind of led with the uh the pros you know they all took cues from each other on how to, how to be leaguers and you know Ellie definitely led the way being you know the one that has the most experience when it comes to state so they kind of followed her lead and used her as an example of stretching for, you know motivation tactics and even in some cases you know tips and tricks on
0: how to jump or how to hurdle and what was the injury did she smack it on a hurdle or something uh we were at a nine team meet up in pecatonica
2: two weeks ago it'd be two weeks tonight and she was running 100 hurdles she was leading by a you know a section of hurdles and a half or so and she just was a little too far out from the hurdle she hit it with her lead foot when she came down the hurdle came down with her and she kind of landed half on the track half on the hurdle and kind of landed on the side of her foot the doctors kind of diagnosed it as sprained ligaments had some pretty good bruising across both sides of the foot and across the top as well. They were having some troubles. Her mom was texting me the night they took her to the ER. They were having some troubles reading the x-rays because of possibly some old injuries. So they couldn't tell what was new and what was old.
0: <laughs> oh, the life of an athlete, right? Oh, yeah. Good stuff. But they got her uh, at least in a good enough situation where she could perform the sections.
2: Yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We were going to play it by ear for the conference meet. I know she really wanted to do conference, but, you know, after seeing what it entailed, seeing the bruising that was in with it, and just, you know, kind of how she was walking, even with the boot on, we all kind of talked as a coaching staff and we talked to Elliot, and Mom and kind of said you know this what's more important sectionals or state or uh, conference and sectionals and we decided kind of as a group that you know sectionals is more important than conference because you can win conference but if you re-injure it you miss out on the important thing so was she happy about it no she was kind of disappointed definitely itching to get back out there but she kind of, she kept an open mind about it. She wasn't, you know, sulking or pouting. We gave her some recovery ideas and some physical therapy stuff, and she did it. Obviously, yeah, I got back to a place where she was good enough to compete at a, at a level where she was able to qualify again, so...
0: What was going through your head when this is happening? I mean, she's going through this injury. You're like, hey, this is a star athlete. I want her to get back to state. You know what was kind of going through your head? I mean, obviously you've done with different injuries and in different situations, but what about this one?
2: The thing with this one is, we always talk, especially with her jumping. You know, at at that meet, we had literally talked. You know, not even an hour before, she was winning the triple jump by. A, you know, almost three feet and she kept saying, well, I want one more jump. I want one more jump. Well, you win by three feet. You don't need to really jump again. You're already there because, you know, we try to save her legs so she doesn't, you know, roll an ankle or get hurt or something like that. And then she goes out. She's winning the race by so far. She hits that hurdle and she goes down. And, you know, I've seen girls go down before, you know, especially when it's one of your girls, you see them go down and it's just. It's heart-wrenching because you know they've worked so hard and something happens like that. You know, I'll give her credit. She got up and she finished. But it's still, you know, you know your kids work so hard. They go down and your your heart just sinks And it. You know, I've been there. I've gone down before. And I know the feeling of what it's like to be laying there on the track all scraped up or bruised up. And, you know, the hopes that you had for that. Season or that year might be dashed. You don't know. So that's always, you know, as a coach that's always something that's in the back of your mind You know making sure that your athletes are safe and protected and not getting hurt so when I saw that I was a little encouraged because she uh, Said it didn't hurt that bad the trainers didn't uh, the trainers that were on site, you know, they didn't think that it was anything too serious and so I, I relaxed a little bit, but then, you know, I get back to Amboy and check my phone after parking the bus and I got, had a text from her mom saying, you know, her, her ankle got worse or she said the pain got worse, so we took her to the ER and it was like, oh, no, there it goes. I was waiting for that other shoe to drop. Luckily, we didn't get horrible news. No injury news is good, but we didn't get horrible news when it came down to it. Kept a little ray of hope, little ray of sunshine open there. It's been one of those years. We've seen so many people go down, not only on our team, but, you know, I I think our first indoor meet, I counted nine or ten people falling in the first indoor meet. Oh, no. Yeah. So it was kind of an ominous sign to start the season. Didn't realize it was going to be such a thing this year. I don't know. Maybe they just don't make the spikes like they used to anymore.
0: Yeah, that is pretty crazy. There has been a lot of injuries.
2: Yeah, and I mean you know, living down here in Princeton uh, and hearing what happened to Tegan Davis. Oh, really? Right. It's like, oh, my, for, right. for somebody that's got such promise and such a career ahead of them, and then for that to happen, you just you feel for the kid because you know that not only, you know, I hate to sound selfish or, you know, sound materialistic with it, he's got such a great career ahead of him, when it comes to sports but you know something like that's gonna affect you the rest of your life
0: yeah no doubt
2: you know i i've i like to tell the kids you know in in regards to stretching and getting loose you know i've torn every muscle in my lower part of my body and it it definitely affects me to this day you know i don't get around like i used to anymore so i'm like an old man when i say that
0: now (laughs) hey i've been comparing myself or saying that i'm an old man a lot lately so i get it crazy getting older
2: It's a different situation when you're a parent versus when you're the athlete. You know, when I was the athlete, everything, you know, oh, it'll it'll be fine. You know, I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about next week. I'm not thinking about 20, 30 years down the road. Well, here we are, you know, 20 years removed from, from high school, you know, about 15 years removed from college sports, and my knees creak, and my back aches, and my neck hurts, and there's, you know, this is wrong, and that's wrong, and... I always joke, they always say, get down on the infield, and they go, no, I'm just going to move, because it's going to take more than more than one person to get me back up sometimes. So,
0: <laughs> right, I get you. For sure. I went through and I counted up the numbers today.
2: One of the things that I preach in the program is always getting better, and improvement, and, you know, we're looking at it last night, we had 12 different PRs happen in the meet. I mean, some of them were not small things you know some of them were a tenth of a second maybe faster some of them were four or five seconds faster in one case you know with our freshman triple jumper who is just learning she uh improved by almost a foot last night what's her name uh, stephanie knave our freshman long jumper other than ellie bellianos improved last night we had good times in the and the 400, both our girls in the 400 pr Two of our three relays PR'd last night. We had um, PR's in the throwing events, you know. It was all across the board. So they, they came to compete. We always tell them that we train them for the end of the year because those are the meets that matter the most and that's when we want to see the most improvement. And, and we did. We had a great night for weather. We had a great night for competition. The girls, they showed up. They, they came out to compete and they did. You know, we were a little down after uh, the long jump because we had some high hopes, high expectations of, you know, we had a good shot of getting two girls out in the long jump, and uh, unfortunately, neither of them made it out, and there, there was a pretty down moment. We had a high expectation with uh, our girl, in the high jump was seated first, and she didn't jump too well last night, so we had some long faces back at camp before the running event started, so... You know, me and my assistants had to kind of get down on them a little bit and say, hey, you know, field events are done. Now time to run. What are we going to, you know, are we going to sit here and sulk or are we going to go out and get better in the other events that we can control now? After that, I didn't see a lot of frowns. They were all up there ready to compete and they, they made the right decision. They made the right choice. They didn't let the, the earlier events in the night affect them. So,
0: Perfect. That's awesome. They kept like moving so, forward. That's all you can do. Well,
2: and uh, the other thing about it is, you know, not only the, the community that we are in, with are in the track and field community, you know, the parents, the different coaches, everybody's there. You know, they're obviously they're there for their athletes, but the camaraderie that's there, you know, the, the kids give me a hard time because I'm good friends with Nick Hank from Hall, and you know, if we're at a meet together, usually you see us standing next to each other and talking. But it, it's not just a friendship thing for us. You know, Nick is there talking with and congratulating my girls when they're done. I'm there talking with his girls and congratulating them when they're done. The BV coaches and us, you know, Riverdale, all these all these area coaches, we've developed such a, a friendship and a camaraderie over the years that it's like an extended family when it comes Are they going to compete against us when we get out there on the track? Yeah, but they're also going to be there cheering you on and helping you. You know, Nick and uh, one of his assistants, Kalen Hamill, one of his former jumpers, were right there last night watching the long jump. And Matt Hassler was there too, watching and saying, hey, she needs to do this, or hey, they need to do that, or, you know, what it is. They're not gonna be shy with the information they're gonna they want to see everybody succeed just like they want to see their own kids succeed so to have that that's a a great thing to recognize and to have that support community not just you know with your own team but across all the teams as well
0: all right i think i got everything that i need all righty